0: All right, welcome. Yeah, this is a a, a sort of a new um, class concept that was inspired by Babaji. Um, The idea is that he'd like us to learn more about the deities to which we are giving our devotion, um, both so that we can understand the words that we're chanting, to understand the deities to which we're chanting, but also so that 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 understanding can open us up Two new levels in ourselves and help us really access the mantras um, even more profoundly Uh, so i'm super excited about it obviously you are I see a lot of new faces to the thursday program very very stoked and grateful to have you all here um so thanks for for being here um tonight we're gonna be hearing from chaitanya and this is actually gonna be a regular installment probably from chaitanya um he was just here in Hawaii for a whole uh, little less than a week. We got to spend a lot of time with him. If you don't know Ch- Chaitanya, he's been in the Sangha for about a decade. He lives in India. Uh, he originally found his connection um, over uh, with Ashok and Mountain View. And um, then when he moved back to India, his, you know remained strong. He just did his meditation teacher training with us here online at Konalani. So that was a great way for us to get to know him better. Um, he just also did a talk at the recent intensive. That's probably where you saw him most recently. So uh, we sat down and um, talked a little bit about the program and and then uh, about Ganesh. And he has about a 10 or 12 minute sort of introduction to the deity that we all know and love, Ganesh. Um, and then at one point in the conversation, I just sort of like paused. I asked a couple of questions. Um, for for clarification and then he comes in uh, for another couple minutes to to sort of deepen some of the points. So that'll take us up to about that first 20 minute mark and then we're going to zoom out do a little bit of chanting here Kirtana is going to be leading that uh, and uh, we'll have a lot of fun with that for about 20 minutes and then we'll meditate
1: Ganesha is this uh, deity, this lovable, adorable deity that you'll find everywhere in our ashrams, in our pujas in our practices, on our altar this deity is there everywhere even in our day-to-day lives Ganesha is the is represented typically as the elephant-headed deity complete with the elephant head, the trunk the tusks and the big floppy ears too makes him very approachable, very lovable and adorable. He also has a big contented belly that makes him so very loved and adored and relatable in our day-to-day lives. He's a representation of our go-to deity, if you will, when we want to perform our pujas and our sankalpas. Ganesha is the deity that we pray to, that we perform a puja to first and foremost in any practice that we engage in be it a puja, be it a um, sankalpa of some sort, in order that the energy of Ganesha helps remove the obstacles and difficulties let me arise and test our commitment to the practice to the resolve that we've taken to complete the practice that we're going to engage in doing another aspect of Ganesha is that he is represented typically as the the son of Parvati Devi, Shakti and Shiva, the Universal Consciousness and this is very significant for us in as much as we in our practices try to surrender our small selves our horizontal awareness to the play of Shakti, to the play of Parvati Devi in order that this play may move or transform our ordinary awareness into the union with the larger awareness, the yoga with Shiva or the Universal Consciousness. So how does this help us in our sankalpas, in our puja how can we relate to Ganesha in order that we may approach Shakti in order that we may relate to her in our day to day practice for me and in the culture in India Ganesha has always been this relatable, lovable son of Parvati and therefore that is the aspect that I use when I first pray to him in order to approach Parvati Devi in other words any and every mother would simply adore and dote and love her child the best way to approach the mother and seek her attention and her affections is to be kind and loving towards the child offers and gifts. And that's why we do the Ganesh Puja. The tantric aspects that come in here are the elements of the puja for Ganesha, where we invite Ganesha in to our hearts on our altar, offer various things to him in welcome, and make sure that he's pleased and that we offer him our love and our attention and Ganesha in turn being pleased and very happy at having received this attention would go running off to his mother like a child would go to Parvati Devi and say look there's this nice person that has given me these wonderful things and he seems to be somebody I'd like to go to maybe you should also pay attention to him and when mo- when a mother hears that coming from her child she naturally gets curious and she would turn her attention to this person that is being kind and so loving to her child and this is the aspect that we would like to work on as we do the Ganesh Puja and invoke the mother, Parvati Devi Shakti through the child and if the person doing the Puja can do it with sufficient intensity, integrity, love and engage the attentions of Parvati Devi, the play of Shakti, and surrender to her. Then Parvati Devi would invoke and bring her husband, Shiva, to meet the participants, to meet and greet the pujari, the one who does the Puja. This is Tantra where our ordinary everyday experiences, our ordinary everyday horizontal relations we meet somebody, we offer them something with love and they in turn pass on the message to people they love and they come to meet us and we come to meet them and we expand our awareness, we expand our contact not just in the horizontal level but in the vertical level as Babaji says Tantra is the transformation of horizontal activities yes, into the vertical dimensions into the union with Shiva and this is the aspect of Ganesha that is so significant and that we need to use and be aware of when we do the Ganesh Puja before we do anything in our practices and this is also how the culture, in the culture of India, in Hinduism, the aspects of the relationships between the divinities is played out because it allows us to latch on to the horizontal dimensions of those, the relationship between Ganesha, Shiva, Parvati and use that to work deeper inside at a deeper level and grow in a vertical dimension. I hope this has been a useful little vignette about how Ganesha figures in our practices and the cultural aspects of Ganesha and it will help you in your practice to expand and deepen the connection that you have with these deities especially with Ganesha and therefore the lineage of teachers that we have and be able to express the the gratitude and the love that we feel for this little child Ganesha who represents in us that little wish to grow. He takes that little wish, we have to express that and we connect that with Parvati Devi, with the Shakti, the wish. Connect with that Shakti, that is connection. And then we surrender what happens, what comes from that, and unite in the vertical dimension, and grow deeper, further inside, to achieve Yoga with Shiva.
2: That's At this point, uh,
0: Chaitanya and I talked a little bit. I, I cut it out because I, 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 I was a little wordy. <laughs> um, and uh, about, I said, oh, can you expand more on Ganesh as this wish to grow? That really struck me. Um, and the idea that the wish to grow is like the first thing we need in our practice. And Ganesh is the first deity that we interact with on our way to any practice. Um, and then I also asked, um, this your interpretation or your you know uh, what you're sharing about ganesh being almost like a, a child is 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 heartwarming and and really does open me up but i also was like how do i reconcile that with the idea that ganesh is also this deity that's so much bigger than i can ever imagine that is so much bigger than you know than how i would relate to a child and he said oh okay let's talk so there's a few more minutes where he sort of Uh, narrows the focus on those two points as Ganesh as the wish to grow and this concept of Ganesh relating to Ganesh in this innocent way as a
1: child. Wonderful the way you described it. It's it's almost perfect. Um, If I could expand just a little bit on two aspects I think you touched on Mm -hmm. uh, that I um, heard as I was listening to what you were saying the one aspect is of Ganesha being this vast, huge presence, deity and that's, universal. that's one aspect to the best and the aspect of that that I was trying to get across is that Ganesha is represents in these practices, in our pujas, in our sankalpas that wish to do the practice in other words, um, to borrow a phrase or to quote Rudy, that wish to grow which is the most powerful thing in the universe as Rudy had said, and that is what we are trying to invoke the most powerful thing in the universe, and that is Kanesha and it's right there so if we can connect to that part first and then use that going forward into the other practices that we're doing whether it's a puja to Parvati Devi whether it's a puja to other manifestations of Shakti or to Shiva or it might be to Krishna or other practices but that fundamental aspect touching that wish the big vast most powerful thing, as Rudy had said, mm. and that's the aspect I was trying to allude okay. to. So yeah, here's about yeah, okay. The second part is the aspect of a child, and that's also exactly what I was trying to say. It's perfect. Um, when we ask for something as adults, with our samskaras and our karma, and more from the head than the heart, we hedge. And we think about things. We try to phrase it in such a way that it's pleasing to somebody, and try to um, get the desired result. There's that aspect of managing things. Whereas when you see a child, it wants something from its mother. It's a very simple, straightforward aspect. Say, "Please give me. I want chocolate now." It's just an outpouring right from the heart. There's no thought. There's no management is just a simple childlike direct and heartfelt desire or um, asking of the mother and that's the aspect of the wish to grow that we should connect with that has helped me in my practice that simple unadulterated sure wish to grow and use that to say I want to make this sankalpa successful. That is my wish. Please help me, Ganesha. And this Ganesha is this most powerful, biggest aspect, this wish. And Ganesha's energy helps us connect with these other divinities and deities who are manifestations of Ganesha's Maharan Power. That's
3: great.
0: So that's very helpful. That's right, yeah. yeah that's what I was trying to say.
1: Yeah. Cool. Wonderful. Great.
0: Well, I think that's a great spot for us to, you know, jump into the practice. So okay. Thank you, Chaitanya. Namaste.
2: Namaste, All right. Well, Chaitanya is currently on a plane leaving Hawaii.
0: So thank you so much, Chaitanya, uh, for taking the time to record that. We'll be live with them next time. but. Um, Just taking a moment to reflect on that really profound approach to Ganesh, right? The wish to grow, this initial spark, right? And how it's the most powerful force in the universe, but it's also this one that is right there, as Shaitanya said, right there inside our heart, just like Ganesh is right there, the very first thing. And then this innocence that Chaitanya touched on, the idea that we can relate to Ganesh as, as in ourselves, almost like a child, without the pretenses of explaining ourselves or justifying ourselves or trying to speak or in a certain way to the deity, but simply as we can, just like a child to their parent, just reaching out and just reaching for that love. Um, so those were some pretty wonderful trajectories for us to to embark on tonight to play with in your chanting practice, you know, as you're chanting tonight. And with that in mind, um, I'd like to introduce the chants we're going to do tonight. Um, so just give me one second to switch my camera up. And if there are any questions or comments right out the gate, you know, this is a new format. We're we are seeing how it goes. So I guess it's open, you know. Um, here we go. Okay, so I'm going to drop the first chant into the chat box. And that should allow you all to see what we're doing here. And the reason I'm putting it in the chat box is because I have the, the the words there, but I've also translated the chant. This is something that Baba Babaji has been talking about for uh, maybe a month now, saying like, oh, let's 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 know what we're chanting let's just start to work with that translation and so this first chant we're doing is jay ganesha by faith um interestingly enough this actually was the the chant that we did as a sangha uh for rk when he was passing away here is a very powerful moment uh this is a just a, a wonderful one that really came through the ether to serve us in that moment um and so You'll recognize it. Jaganeshan, Deva. Um, and so, J, victory to Ganesh, the deity, Deva. And then, Mata Teri Parvati Pita Mahadeva. Your mother is Parvati and your father is Lord Shiva. And so, I thought this was a perfect one, you know, to with what Chaitanya was introducing to us um, the idea that we can literally chant. To Ganesh and acknowledge also sort of the 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 familial the the relationship aspect that jaytanya said you use that horizontal to go vertically right because you you can use those those horizontal connections to boost your practice vertically when you uh work with the vibration and the energy and within them and then um the the next verse Jay Ganesha Hari Deva, Victory to Ganesh, the Deva that removes illusion. And Adi Deva Shri Mahadeva, the original deity, the great deity. So um, if any of those verses sort of strike you with that that English aspect, you know, use that inspiration and then just put it into your put it into your, you know, into your mantra. And then our second chant that we'll go into after that is i'm going to drop this on the screen you'll have to probably scroll a little bit now then i've got it filled up on the chat box um pahi pahi gajanana you you'll know this you know from the the river of devotion album from shiva's garden um pahi pahi gajanana protect me protect me uh ganesh the one with the elephant face the elephant faced lord um and then the next line actually is just another way of saying that guard me or protect me you know you can either way uh, the elephant-faced Lord. And so it's, uh, you can, might uh, be able to reach a little deeper and that might open you up a little bit inside to feel like that protection aspect that we all seek so many times a day when you just need help, you need assistance, you know, you reach out and you say, help, um, help me get through either this or this bigger thing or this daily thing, whatever it might be. So those are our two chants tonight. I'm going to zoom out for a second i'm gonna give you a picture of Ganesh to work with if you have a murti in your house uh absolutely you know pivot you don't have to be on screen you know um but i got this sort of for you to work with on screen if that's not too convenient you can also see some of our um work studies here at Konalani. got rt there courtney my mind just went blank dude <laughs> he's lived here for a week i've said his name a hundred times okay and then kirtana and um and that's and that's we're gonna start here we go so let me just switch the mics up
2: And we'll make the transition to our meditation practice. Feel free to move around a little in your seat. You need that Assuming the audio's good, everything's thank you. Awesome. And so we have the last portion of class to to put the uh, Matra you know, into effect at an even more subtle level. Making the breath flow smooth and even at first. Let yourself just notice that momentary pause that occurs between each breath. Without holding the pause or really doing anything to it, but definitely noticing it. That pause is like that spark, that wish to grow that Chaitanya described as the force of Ganesh. And if you can just notice that spark, as it occurs, it's a place where the thoughts pause. It's also a place where the energy rises. As we'll see in our next began by Rava, Dharana, this pause correlates with the central channel. So when we can feel it, we can,
0: we can make that horizontal pause into a vertical experience
2: as was described as the very nature of Ganesh itself. And as we've learned from the Vigyanavirava as well, that this pulsation of the breath is
0: Shakti, is this goddess, and it's ceaseless. And so that pause, noticing the
2: pause, noticing Ganesh, sort of brings you to a greater awareness of the movement of the breath itself, the goddess, Shakti. The pulsation. trying to feel your breath flow as a divine presence as something worth experiencing. So when that experience of the pause allows you to more fully
0: experience the pulsation of Shakti when Ganesh leads you to Parvati, then as Chaitanya was describing,
2: we are then led to the experience of Shiva. Shiva is everywhere and nowhere at once. Babaji was commenting on that the other day. And so the
0: experience of Shiva, of our true nature, has to sort of dawn in us, as the sutras describe it. It rises up. We can't force it. So as our practice turns, as the mechanism turns,
2: just like as the world turns, this experience rises up within us. As your experience of the pause is allowed to be more gentle and subtle, so too can your experience of the breath become more subtle. for the last five minutes of our practice, let yourself explore this
0: devotional aspect for Ganesh in your own way.
2: Let yourself relate deeply from the heart. Chaitanya
0: had so many sweet words to describe Ganesh, you know, very
2: lovable these words, just that really you could feel. So let yourself relate to Ganesh in this very personal and, and lovable way,
0: as you breathe in and out, feeling Ganesh in the
2: heart, this spark, this wish to grow, this innocence. We can finish our class together with a little bit of gratitude. Just bring the hands to the heart in that slightly cupped fashion, symbolizing the flower bud of the heart. Just let yourself breathe into the merit of your practice that's accumulated very easily over the last hour. Just feel that inner content. And spark the heart with a thought of gratitude, which probably comes a little easier right now than it would have an hour ago. And let that initiate that gentle
0: rising of the hands and very soft opening of the
2: fingers. As you visualize the hands and the heart opening like a flower. slowly growing and rising up. Let the flower of the heart and the hands continue to rise and spread open. The arms lifting up and spreading eventually wide, but take your time. And imagine this flower as an offering for Ganesh. Imagine your
0: whole being and your heart as the center of that being, the nectar in it, as this offering. And just take one breath into the center of your heart.
2: And then with the next exhale, offer that nectar up out of the crown of the head. You can feel that connection to the David realm, maybe a little bit open for you and allow the hands to just float down to the knees or the lap. And of course, some of that merit rings back down on the crown of the head.
0: Namaste, everyone. Thank you all for making this a special debut. I do see a raised hand, so I'm going to stick around after class, unless that was an accidental raised hand. Um, But thank you again for making this a special class, where this is going to be in our five-week rotation. Um, And I'll let you know what the focus of the next class will be for this particular one. But uh, feel free to email me if you'd like to hear about certain deities um, or certain parts of the tradition. You know, as always, this is for us. And this is for all of our growth. So, namaste. Thank you so much again. Have a great uh, rest of your week. See you all Monday night, and I will stick around if there's a comment or a question, I see. Okay.